Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Hey everyone, welcome to the last podcast episode of 2020. So I can't think of a better time than to talk about how to look back over the last 12 months and conduct what I call my year-end retrospective. It's something I've been doing a very intentionally now for about three years, and it's a game changer. It's so simple, yet so powerful. So I want to share with you a couple tips and really encourage you guys to take the time to go through what I'm going to be sharing with you here today before the 1st of January, if you can. Now, if you're listening to this, you know, because who knows when, when you actually stumble upon and find a podcast, this is being recorded at the very end of December in 2020. But this is an activity, you don't have to wait till the end of the year to go do a retrospective. You can decide to do this any time you want to. So if you're just falling into this, you know, and it happens to be spring or summer, go ahead and do a, you know, mid-year retrospective. So have fun with this. I can't wait to hear what you guys end up discovering. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife. And just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Hey friends, welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. Megan Sumrall here. Well, this is the last podcast for 2020. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to share with you some tips and strategies around how to conduct what I like to call my year-end retrospective. I'm actually going to be doing a very guided deep dive process with this with all the members in my top membership community later this week. So I thought this would be fun to kind of walk through at a high level some of the key things around this and why it's so important to do this. But first, what the heck is even a retrospective? 
perspective, I'm actually pulling from a skill that I learned way back in my corporate life of running what were called project retrospectives at the end of every large software release. But I have really transferred this and morphed it into something very different when it comes to my personal life. So the point of this is at the end of the year, we so often just get in this place, and I'm seeing it especially right now with 2020, where you just get in this mindset of like, okay, the year is over. I'm just going to you know, let this go. Forget about it. Now, let me just think about next year. Like, Let me just get a clean slate and start fresh. But here's the challenge with that. If we get so quick to just shut the door on the past 12 months and start moving forward on the next 12 we lose the incredible opportunity of really learning some key things about ourselves, both around things that we want to keep doing, but also identifying things that we want to leave behind. And when we go through this retrospective process, it actually sets us up for much better results in the following year. So for those of you that follow my methodology of weekly and monthly planning, you should have at the end of the year, a bunch of pieces of paper filled out that are your weekly success tracker or your monthly success tracker. As part of my weekly planning and monthly planning process, the very first thing I do when I sit down to plan is I take a quick peek back at the last week or the last month and identify all the things that I accomplished that I'm really proud of. Again, we want to remember what we did get done instead of just focusing on what didn't get done. Now, if you have not been doing this, that's fine. You can just kind to draw up from your memory bank, but I always flip back through all of them over the last year. And the very first thing I do is really read through those to pull out the things that I am really proud of that happened over the last 12 months. You know, January feels like a lifetime ago, right? And I actually started going through my retrospective process just last week. And there were things that I was seeing in my January weekly success trackers. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought that was like five years ago or things I had completely forgotten that I had done that deserved kind of revisiting and celebrating. So take time out and, you know, pull up whatever calendar or memory jogger you have to really start back January 1st, 2020 and work through every single month over this year and look at things that were accomplished and actually take pen to paper and write those down. There's something really powerful about seeing all the things that you have to really be proud of over the last year. And the other thing is sometimes when you know the year is coming to a close, we start to just think about what goals or things maybe we didn't hit. We get into a really negative place. So by the very first step in this retrospective process, by pulling back and celebrating and acknowledging all that we did, it really gets us into a much better mindset to move into the next part of our retrospective. Now, the second thing that I do is, again, I go back through the last 12 months and I start thinking about what are things that I see that happened 
that really served me well, that I want to make sure I am bringing forward into the new year. So maybe there was, you know, a new skill that I learned that I'm still fine tuning that I want to be working on. Maybe there are some new routines or new habits that I've put in place that are serving me really well that I want to continue doing. I know for me, I really tweaked some of the systems and processes around my business that I really want to keep in place. Some person, you know, and this should be done personal, professional, business, whatever. There are some new things that we set up around our house that are actually serving our family really well. I want to make sure I'm carrying those forward into 2021 with intention, not just kind of forgetting about it and being haphazard, but actually writing down these were things that served me and my family and my life really well in 2020. Therefore, I want to put them on a prioritized list to make sure that I am intentionally thinking about bringing them forward into the new year. Now, on the flip side, the other thing that is really good right now for you to do as you're looking back over the past year is also identify what are things that happened in 2020 that you are now recognizing maybe no longer serve you, and you can just go ahead and leave them behind and very intentionally decide, "Mm, I'm not going to bring this into the new year. Now, when I talk about this, I'm not talking about, I want to leave behind the COVID-19 pounds, perhaps that I gained. That's not, that's not something that, that falls into this category. I'll address that more when we talk about planning for the, for the new year. But I'm talking about like, I look back and realized there was a kind of a networking-ish group that I had been a part of for several years. Well, things changed with it a lot over the last year. And I'm finding this is just a community that's no longer serving me and I'm not serving it well either. So I'm going to leave that behind, which then opens up space on my calendar for me to create the opportunities for new things to come in. There are some habits that I have fallen into in the last couple of months that I'm recognizing, eh, these habits aren't serving me very well. I think I'm just going to leave those behind and intentionally not carry them forward into 2021. I'm always looking for, as I go back over the year, was there an event that I participated in that was either fantastic that I want to intentionally make space for in the next year? Or was there an event that I participated in that I realized that was not the best use of my time, and I'm just going to leave that behind and not carry that forward and do it again in the new year? So what you're doing here is you're intentionally deciding what are the things that are going to be important for you to make sure you're creating space for in the new year, and then what are the things that you are leaving behind to open up more room and space for those things that you want to carry over into the new year. It's this wonderful feeling of almost kind of like shedding off the stuff that you don't want anymore to then create that wonderful new space that is there. Now, one of the things that, you know, people really like to talk about this time of year is, you know, goals. Everyone's talking about goal setting. What are your New Year's resolutions? What are your intentions? Uh, some people like to create a, a word for the year. That's something I've been doing for the last several years as well. And that could almost be an entire episode by itself. But here's something that I want to share with you as you're going through this year-end retrospective. 
where you're really thinking about the last 12 months and then deciding what are you bringing forward? What are you leaving behind? It is automatically going to get your brain to start thinking about what are some goals? What are some dreams? What are some things that you want to really think about setting foot towards achieving in 2021? And as you do this, I want to ensure that you are thinking about creating goals in a meaningful way. And what I mean by that is that your goals should be something that you have 100% complete control over. So if you are, you know, a, a great business example with this is I see so many people who will set a goal around revenue. You know, maybe they have a goal to say, I want to earn $3,000 a month with this business. Now, if you are, let's say you're 100% sales, so maybe you have a product and you are selling it. And so you're saying, that's it. I want to sell $3,000. Maybe you're saying, I want to sell $3,000 worth of product. And that's your goal. Well, here's, here's the subtle issue with that goal. You yourself do not have control over whether people are going to buy your product or not, right? You don't have control implicitly over that very or that very specific goal. Now what you do have control over are the activities that you are going to commit to that you believe are going to lead towards that goal. Now I'm not saying it's not, you know, I I always have, you know, some revenue type goals etc out there and they're out there is kind of a target. But what the important thing is, is to then say, what do I have complete control over that I believe will lead to that result? And that is what I am going to create as my goal for myself that I'm going to track. So back to the example of, you know, maybe you, you sell a particular product and you tell yourself, I want to sell 25 of them every single month. Well, then your goal instead might say, okay, well, what I do have control over is the activities that I'm doing every day or every week that I believe will lead to those sales. And that's what you're going to zero in on. And that's what you're going to focus on. Because if a, if a week goes by and you haven't done those activities, well, then you're not going to be, you know, all that surprised when you don't hit the result that you were looking for. And so what we want to be thinking about as we move into 2021 is what are the goals that you have and how do you make sure that they are framed in such a way that the activities leading to them are things that you yourself have complete control over? Because when you step into kind of your goal setting and your activity planning and all of that with a clear vision around what you yourself can step into action to do tomorrow, that is going to set you up for tremendous success. I do a ton of deep dive training around that inside my programs when we actually get to the goal setting part, but I just wanted to toss that out there to start getting your mind thinking about a different way to think about your goal. So, you know, earlier on when I mentioned that example of maybe one of the things you want to leave behind is the COVID-19 that you the extra pounds that you put on this year. I know I certainly put on a few myself. 
rather than saying, I'm going to lose X number of pounds next year or next month or whatever, instead reframe it to what are the activities that you know you could put in place that will likely lead to those results. Maybe it's, I'm going to get 20 minutes of continuous exercise four days a week. Maybe it's, I am not going to eat sweets after 7 p.m. at night. But you, it's a lot more powerful when you can zero in on very specific trackable activities that you have complete control over. So I hope that this encourages all of you to take some time out here this week as we are wrapping up 2020. And instead of just, you know, doing the, I'm just not going to hear or see anything more. Just let me start the new year. Instead, take time to look back over the last 12 months. Do that retrospective. Figure out what you want to bring forward. Figure out what you want to leave behind. And then allow your brain to start thinking about the goals and dreams that you have for the next 12 months and how you can translate those into activities that you have complete control over. That is going to set you up in such a place of empowerment as you set forward into 2021. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of this year, a very happy new year, and I will meet back up with all of you guys next week, next year, here on the Work Life Harmony podcast. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.